Hello and welcome to The Connected Singer with Michael Hill and me, Julie Thompson. We're both singers and vocal coaches who love researching and learning new ways to keep in tip-top shape, vocally and mentally. We know that being a performer is a hugely rewarding but also demanding career for mind, body and soul. And we want to help you find the balance you need to keep going on your musical journey. Each week, we'll be speaking to performers, teachers and expert practitioners in a range of fields. From psychology to sports science to recce, who will share their knowledge and experiences to provide you with a toolkit of ways to keep well, beat performance anxiety, avoid burnout and get the most enjoyment out of the pursuit we all love, singing. So welcome, Connected Singer listeners. We're back again for a third episode. And what an episode that was. That was such a joy to speak to Daniela. It was so energizing and uplifting. She's such a a ray of light, isn't she? And I really love her positivity and her outlook on life. I think it was a real inspiration to actually be allowed to uh, delve into her world and see how she uh, deals with the challenges of all the different jobs that she's involved in, all different hats that she wears because she has so many. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's funny when you have people like that, uh, you might think, oh, you know, some people are just happy, you know, they're just happy all the time. How do they do it? But, <laughs> yeah. you know, as, as she talks about it, it, it's like a muscle that you, you work out, you know, she, she works at it. It's very pragmatic in a sense, all the tools that she uses to ask herself the right questions, to change her perspectives and to be able to use that with other people. You know, you have to find your your methods and, and training tools that, that work for you. And she's got her particular ones. Um, but I'm sure everyone will feel inspired to to explore what they can do to to see things from a different angle. That's what I got from it, was yeah. really this sense of there's always another way of looking at things. And we, I think we tend to want the drama, don't we? And think, oh, there's nothing can be done. But there's always another question you can ask yourself. And you're so right. Just to look at things in a fresh new perspective. And I found that refreshing in itself. So without further ado, let's pop into this world of possibilities of Daniela Laos in all of its colors and forms in whichever creative direction you want to go into today. I think uh, you'll find that this interview will definitely have some tools and give you some positivity to start your day. The Connected Singer. So today we are delighted to welcome the Dutch actress, singer, voiceover artist, theater maker, Body Whisperer, more on that later, and all around fabulousbeing.com, plug for the website, Danielle Laus. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Nice to be here with you guys. Well, yeah, welcome. I'm going to start off actually with uh, a little bit of your um, acting and singing and voiceover work. You as an artist, basically, just to get a a general picture and uh, for those that haven't met you yet, just yet. (laughs) And then we'll go from there, how your career's developed. We will get some hints and tips and brilliant insight into how you've dealt with certain issues, themes that have kept occurring through your career and and your life. Awesome. Especially as a singer. (laughs) Yeah, cool, cool. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what started you singing? If we go re- way back, you studied music. What was it that inspired you and felt that that was the thing that you wanted to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> I can't remember starting singing. I've always done it. Oh, they, okay. they said they said I could sing before before I could even talk. So I've always sang. And then I wanted to become uh, a, a lady who helps people deliver their babies. But then my mom said, you know what? You could also study singing. I said, wow, that's relaxation through another hole. Let's do that. And then I thought, oh, that's nice, isn't it? And I was around 16, so I, I started to take singing lessons. And then after nine months, I got into the conservatory already. So I was really, really young compared to with my fellow students there because they were all like into jazz, like ages and ages, and I just always sang, you know, and I, I never considered studying it until nine months prior to the conservatory. So oh, I was, yes. well, let's put it like this, fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Impressionable. I, I, I now have this, this vision of you sort of singing babies into the world, you know, as a sort of singing yeah. wife. Maybe oh, an alternative awesome. universe. That's, that's a new revenue, that revenue stream. <laughs> I'll take that in account. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that was just an idea that I had. And then uh, when she mentioned, well, you could also study that. And I was like, wow, yeah. <gasps> just sing all day through and just be with all these bunch of nerds into music. And, you know, it's like like some fairy fairy tale school when you start to enter that. It's like, wow, these people, they're... They're like the same, but then again, we're different. And you know, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. like different from the real world. Yeah. So that was yeah. like diving into a swimming pool. So that's where it took off. And then, um, then well, I did some musical theater. Yeah. I toured in Italy with uh, with an American and Dutch cast in Hair, which was awesome to do. And I did Cats, but Cats, I wasn't on stage. I was a booth singer, and I did so. I did a pr- production as a um, children's. Um, musical director basically so I wasn't the one on stage then I was the vocal coach so and I just started singing with a guitar player and I haven't really been singing with cover bands for example that was not really my thing I always wanted to do things that were close to me instead of just cover and duplicate things yeah I guess that's that's really my thing and I really love theater so I did a my own show I think it's now three years ago when I started it and it called it's called naked or nude. And it's actually about being really vulnerable because in, in Dutch, you can translate it the, the one way or the other. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that was all about true being and just how different are you from all the others and how great is that anyways? Because it's all a symphony like in the orchestra in life, you know? So that was like all these different angles for that also. So, yeah. So is that something that you felt that you've always had in your life? Because I know that you do have this way of approaching life that everybody should be unique and uh, be true to themselves. Is that something that you you felt all the way through your life, you think, um, rather than just later on? Yeah, but I think everyone can relate to that when we recall being children. You know, when you're, ch- when you're small, children are just all different and it's never a big fuss. Well, sometimes people get, you know, they, they, they tease each other here and there or even worse. But that's not average. It's just everyone is really different. And I really yeah. compare it to an orchestra. If we're all harp players, it wouldn't be a really nice symphony orchestra. Yeah, but but nice. then again, if we're all violent players, there's a bunch of violent players and that's nice. But then again, everyone is unique in their sound and in their approach and in, you know, 
Yeah. So basically, look around in nature. Every flower is different from the other. Even in one tree, they're all different. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. for me that, well, you know, this <laughs> turns me on. You know? <laughs> this, is, this is what we're here for. It's the difference. If we really embrace that, I think there's a symphony throughout life possible. Yeah. And it, it, it seems like you've had a real, uh, speaking of symphony, your, you know, your career has been very, uh, varied. There's so many things that you've turned your hand to. So, yeah. Uh, I, without being like, give me the highlights. What would be your kind of the, the big moments in your career? The things that really have got you to where you are now. Well, to start with, that will be my final exam of the conservatory because then I did, uh, I guess, four different languages with seventeen musicians, and then also a monologue but it was a conservatory. And I also did a dance expression, but it was a conservatory, but it was just possible to do it. So I could really do whatever I would like to do. So that's where it really started up for me as an, as an artist to actually the knowing that you can do whatever your heart tells you to, if I would refer to it as, the, as that. Then my own show is, is like a highlight. Also uh, um, producing my own album that was like a, a, a children's dream come true. And at one point I thought, that's actually on my bucket list. You know what? What if I start living my bucket list? And why not now? Okay, let's just do it now. Because no one will ask you to do it unless you choose to do it. That's, that, so that was a highlight for me also. Um, getting into voiceover and acting, which I've actually always also, also done throughout my childhood. You know, recording stuff and interviewing people. You are interviewing me now, but it was always the other way around. I was, quote unquote, interviewing people and doing things with that. So with boys and with acting and, you know, play, plays and everything. So that was also a really nice thing. And then adding the, uh, the consciousness to my work as a vocal coach and an, and an artist and all these various areas where I noticed, wow, you know what? I'm the one that's connecting it all together. And actually it's infusing all the time. And it's, it's merging and it's, it's all one. It's, you don't have to choose it, actually, to make it one thing or the other. It can be all simultaneously. So that's what, my, what, what helped me to really get, uh, I was about to say to get close to me, but to trust me, actually. I think that's the, that's the thing. Then every highlight is, is followed by another highlight. It's just, it's like this rolling, the ripple effect of, through being, and it just opens doors always, everywhere. You've got a, a great energy, and I, I just love, oh, you're very you. colorful, and, and I can imagine you've had that all the way through your life, um, and there's lots of references to childlike things, and, and seeing yeah. the world like a child always, which I think that's a great way to, to be, and to try and hold on to. Thank you. Were there any times in your life where you may have lost that and you needed to search something to maintain it? Because it's obviously something important. Maybe not completely lost it, but I got aware that, that it's not like um, common or in a way. When you're a kid, I, I was loud and singing and always just having this sense of magic in my world. And up to a certain age, that was allowed. But then I was 18 or older and then start using your brain and be a little bit more serious and adult, please. Then I had, of course, the advantage that I, that I was an artist, so I could be a little weird anyways in people's <laughs> points of view. 
I know that. Um, so yeah, so there I got a little stuck. Then uh, all of a sudden, you know, my uncle wouldn't laugh at my jokes anymore, but he would say, you cannot do that. He didn't say that, but that was kind of the way um, uh, it, it got into my world. I was like, wow, I got aware that they didn't really accept it the way I was when I was a kid. And in my perception, the only thing that changed was my body getting older, <laughs> but me didn't really change. Yeah. And also... Um, I think a lot of people can relate to that, I think. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you have to start living your life seriously. <laughs> and also from, well, maybe even earlier when you start going to school, my parents were, thank God, people that said, if you're you, nothing can go wrong. So just be you. So I, I was really lucky in my uh, upbringing there. And then also right after the conservatory, maybe also during conservatory, that that, that there was this... It had to be perfect in a way during music. So that also got me a little stuck. I was like, but perfect is like the enemy of you, basically. So it's, <laughs> it just gets you into a box all the time and you're not boxed. Yeah. Like uh, as a being. And after that also, when like normal life mm -hmm. started, right after my studies, okay, so now what do you do? And do you have to be even more grown up in your way of being? So And, and of course, in relationships that people were, well, different than I am. And then I started to doubt whether or not it was good enough or whatever. So, yeah, it has been this threat throughout my life. But basically, in, in the basics, it's always been, but you know what? It doesn't matter what you think of me, because if I'm me, it's always fine. It will be fine. And things will come around, left or right. It will come to Well, match with me again. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you made a really good point about the fact that you felt boxed in, particularly yeah. in a creative sense. And that stopped almost the creativity or could have done if you'd not yes. somehow found a way. So yeah. I think that's something that a lot of the listeners can relate to and think, yeah. okay, so this seriousness, yes, okay, perhaps, yeah, we have to be guides or we have to have some kind of plan maybe, but at the same time, not to take things too seriously and let Uh, follow different avenues and channels and keep that childlikeness uh, in yeah. the way that we approach things. But so how did you deal with that in a creative sense and also yeah. in your relationship? Well, at one point someone said to me, um, why don't you just, because I write music also and poems and, and, and blogs and whatever. At one point, um, a former um, co-student with me, he said to me, what if you just create and you can also just throw it away? If you just give yourself, the, you know, the ease that you could also throw it away. And that opened my world. I was like, oh, oh yeah, of course. You get it when you get it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm blonde, but sometimes I'm cute, not right, you know? I was like, oh, wow, yeah. Of course, it doesn't have to be ready for stage straight away. It doesn't have to be ready for, to publish straight away. I can just throw it away. Because I was always a little bit, you know, I have done the conservatory, so it has to be right straight away because I know the rules and the regulations. So, da, da, da. so I, I was limiting me myself, limiting me all the time, actually, by that. So when he said that to me, that started opening up things. So I, I just started to create for the fun of it. And you know what? I barely threw something away because if it's for the fun of it, then there's magic in so many things and you can just put it, things together and you know how it works with creating yeah. You know, you have some lines there, you have some things there, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it was like it was meant to be together. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you open it up and you just allow yourself to fuck it up. But this, this is really... Magic can occur. Yeah. yeah. And this is what's really interesting, I think, for now, because 
at, the t- at least at the time of recording, we will see when, when this goes out. We're all, uh, I mean, a huge percentage of the world's population is on some kind of lockdown. And what with the COVID-19 pandemic and what that means is that I think a lot of people are questioning, what can I achieve? I'm stuck at home. You know, I'm, I'm a musician. I'm creative. I want to make stuff. I want to be gigging. I want to be performing. Uh, and it, it's not possible in, in the, the old way. You know, yeah. and we're all talking about the new normal. So what you, you seem to be a brilliant self-starter in terms of, get, you know, seeing what's possible, getting things done. So how, how has that kind of manifested in your career, making things happen? I think it's also part of who I be, really. And I think, I think we all are this. We just started to lose it in a way because we were taught that it has to be a specific way. Or like you said, with musicians now that they had, had this specific way of doing it and now it's impossible. But that doesn't mean that a new thing is, is possible now. I think every day is a new day. Just now we are really zoomed in and out that it's extremely... Um, well, exaggerated in a way that it's the new thing, but you have it every single day. And like I said, when, when you're a kid and you go playing around, you, you don't, you don't think about the consequences or whatever. So people get stuck when they think if this, then what, if they, if they're in an, in an if, and then reality, they, they get stuck. And they, and if you try to repeat something like the old day, but try to make it a little different, so you kind of try to fix something here, it doesn't work. So you really have to open up to anything that comes up in your world and just go for it. And for me, it has to do with energy. The minute something it is light in a sense, and you, some people refer to it as gut feeling or intuition. For me, it's light. When it's, when it's light, it's opening up something when it's heavy, there's just some lie that's not true for me. doesn't mean that someone is selling me a lie. It's just not true for me. So the minute something has this energy of this lightness, I know I can run for it. And yeah. then it gets you started. So it basically gets you out of, excuse my language, the mind fuck. Because that's <laughs> when you get, that's when you get like into this narrow street I think we really sh- should know and, uh, and, and uh, remember that we're the exact same as when we were kids. It's just the body grew. That's it. It's so interesting because it goes back to, to when people have started telling us that we've got to be more serious. We've got to yeah. take that path. And, and maybe that's not the path that we want to go in. But it and you're writing an a, in a major, then you should have these chords in. Otherwise... What chord did you write? That you, but that's not how it's supposed. All these things that are rules yeah. that we that we made ourselves, we made them real. They're not yeah. real. We just made them real. And I guess then people then start to lose touch with their own, as you say, the gut feeling. They they lose awareness of what their and body's the trying to tell them. And the, yeah, and I think you can't, as you say, you can't be playful unless you're free, unless you're switched off from all of this. And and yeah. I think, and that and that's when the awareness comes and you become more conscious of of who you are, what you want to do, what how you feel. I think there's a lot to do with feeling. And I think this is interesting for for singers as well because we initially start singing because it makes us feel good and especially in a community and doing it with other people. And, and I yeah. guess if you don't have this freedom or you start to worry about things or you start closing down, you then stop making music or stop singing with other people. Because and it affects your voice. 
and it affects mm. your voice. Yeah. Because if you if you know that when when you started off singing once, you know that it affects people. You know, as a singer, that your voice has this magic to touch others, to set emotion, and it's you know it's even grander than only music. There's just you have something added there. You have you have lyrics, and you have like true breathing. It's it's plain nature. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah. minute you start to acknowledge that again and see the progress you've made as as a singer instead of this fixed now that you kind of like to limit you, then then the voice opens up also. And the body never lies. That's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, because you're also a vocal coach, which we haven't yeah. talked a lot about yet. So you've mentioned a few observations and, and sort of hints on how you work with people. Tell us a little bit about your, your vocal coaching and how, how your experiences have influenced that and uh, maybe even a little bit about your training that helps. Yeah, oh, I, started off, I started off, obviously, um, right after the conservatory or even last year. And then I just you know, copied my teacher because what did I know, you know, just started off. And then I had to, had to uh, teach on a, on a music school with another one observing me. And then I just copied her because I thought, yeah, well, that's what she apparently wants to see, you know, so, so fake it till you make it, I would say. <laughs> right. And then uh, gradually you find your own way of teaching. Then um, CBT, the studies in, uh, in Copenhagen at uh, Complete Vocal Institute totally opened up my world because what they did there was asking questions instead of, this is how you should do it. So they asked the singer, what would you like to sound like? And this totally opened up my world because it so resonates with who I be. Because yeah. everyone has a sense of how they would like their lives to be. Go out to a shop, well, you cannot maybe now, but go online, uh, buy a dress or pants, and you know what you like. It's the same with your voice or with how you'd like to sing or with how you'd like to present yourself in life. So that was an opening up for me. And that so has changed the way I was coaching. Because beforehand, I would have, you know, deliver, 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 go totally get worn out by all the things that I had to think of for them. And now I could just ask, what would you like to do? And that totally changed the way I was coaching, obviously, because then I could be aware what's in their world instead of give, 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 and just have a small curtain here that's not totally, you know, opening up. To, yeah. to the possibilities that were available. So that, that changed a lot. And then I started doing access consciousness, as you know, Julie, and I guess you also know Michael. Uh, and that um, helped me acknowledge that we have an awareness, all of us, to, to read bodies, to hear bodies, to resonate. You know, we sleep with bodies, so we know there is connection in, in, uh, in, in interaction with bodies. So I use that now a lot. I don't sleep with all my students. That's not what I, <laughs> I heard myself say that. I thought, okay, let's get back to she them sleeping to just to get connected with them. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Actually, my, my whole business is online now, as most of us. Yeah. Um, and, and it helps to, um, to, uh, to recognize also, for example, if someone has uh, something stuck in their lower back, it has an effect on the voice. Mm. And if I'm aware, even when I only see this in the, in the screen, if I'm aware and I am aware, like we are, and if you just practice this muscle, it's like sports, you just practice it and play with it and trust that you know, then you can address that specific part, be present with it, it will melt, that's fascia, and fascia is basically the consciousness of the body, 
it will melt and then it opens up something in the throat. So the voice gets freer and freer and freer. And that's how I coach nowadays. So that's why I get referred to as a body whisperer because people are like amazed. They say, how do you know this? But it's, it's really, we are so aware. We just don't give ourselves credit for that. Okay. It, it's so opening up things. The Connected Singer. To listen to Danielle's music, find out more about her various coaching and the wonderful projects she has on the go, you can visit her website at fabulousbeing.com forward slash English. But don't go away just yet, as Danielle is going to discuss in more detail how a combination of coaching techniques can support a healthy development of the voice, both mentally and physically. The Connected Signal. Could you maybe, for those who don't know about it, I mean, uh, uh, some of our listeners will be familiar with complete vocal technique, and and, uh, we, of course, all are. But, I mean, I think for us in the UK, maybe things like uh, access consciousness um, and also the work with, with fascia and that kind of stuff. It's all very emerging uh, work here. So maybe for those, for the complete, uh, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> if, you were to, if you were to talk me through it, what would, what would it, it mean to you? Yeah, well, I'll start with complete vocal technique. That's, that's basically a set of tools that will help you produce any sound in a, in a healthy way. And you can even, you know, you can even also make uh, sheep sounds or, you know, <laughs> like animal sounds in a Which healthy way. Which we do way. frequently. <laughs> yeah. exactly. exactly, right? It's a new singing. Yeah. There's a lot of fun with complete vocal techniques. So that's, so, and, and, and uh, um, like um, anatomy-wise, you will know exactly this is happening, that's happening, that's happening, that's happening. That's, so you can really make it logic also for people. So it helps a lot to, to, to have people know their instruments, basically. Then uh, the fascia I was referring to is, um, uh, fascia is like a spider web all throughout our body with the bones and the, the, jo- the, the joints. And uh, if you have an injury, it will help you to, to make it uh, whole, whole again. That's what fascia is doing. Uh, it's also called connective tissue. If the connective tissue is not uh, soft, like if it's stuck, and that could happen by, an, uh, well, if someone uh, argues with you, you could get stuck. People also refer to it, oh, I get stuck a little bit in my body. That's actually the fascia that's kind of locking in a way. I refer mm-hmm. to it as like, you could, you could see it as like an icy piece of, Fascia, of course, it's not ice, but the minute you start um, doing uh, exercise around it, it will melt. Mm. And then it gets fluid again because it's over 80% water. And then when it gets fluid again, the muscles uh, uh, will be, um, um, it will be easier for the muscles to, um, to use their strength because the softness of the fascia will help them to, to make it even easier of use. Yeah. They're not being restricted when the constrictor muscles around the throat are overactive. You know, the exactly. cords can't vibrate in the same way that they should do or healthily. So it's the same exactly. in different parts of your body. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, and for example, if you have something on your knee, like tissue wise, and it's stuck and you open that up, it could be that here is something opening on this side of your, um, uh, on this side of the vocal tract. Because there's a line all the way going up. It's like a spider. So, and if you 
you might have done that as a child. We go back to childhood again. <laughs> you have these spiders, spider webs in, in fall with all these, um, uh, you know, with all these uh, water on it. And you just tap them on one side. You see that it has an effect on the other side. And it's the same with the fascia on your body. So that's awesome to work with. Yeah. Combined with, C- with CBT, because CBT is this logic way of approaching and this really specific way. And then if you have all these muscles all of a sudden have total ease, it's even easier to sing for, for most people in my experience. And then I refer to access consciousness. And that's a set of tools that actually change anything that doesn't work for you in your, in your life. And it's, uh, I ask questions, uh, but I also do energy work with this um, uh, access consciousness. So I do energy work. I do symphony sessions. So I work on people long distance and their body changes. And I combine that with singing. So the minute we start chatting, because you referred to my energy, right? Yeah, Earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that. It's like totally from energy, working with other energy. And that's faster, faster than your body, faster than your thoughts, yeah. faster than your feelings. So that's awesome because it will amplify possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we know, when someone comes into a room that's very positive or has feel this, this sense of light or happiness, we can all relate to that, I think. Whereas if someone comes in, they're gloomy and doomy and they're looking negative or a bit shifty, then you automatically, you sense that energy, don't you? You, you know, It's not okay. just a visual thing. It's a, it's a, an energy thing. Your, your body reacts in that way. You start getting, as you say, suspicious and thinking. And lots of people right. go to that common denominator of getting it down, down, down. Because if you're up and you enter a room that's heavy a lot of people are thinking oh I should be heavy also maybe is this the the way of being here you know and if you just shift that yeah this was something we wanted to talk to you about in relation to anxiety or performance anxiety Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. is this something that you would use yourself or something that you could suggest for singers that have issues I mean we all get a little bit of an adrenaline rush before we go on stage and some would say that's important so that you, you get that energy in and you know that it's important to you to do a good job and, and and that helps you sometimes give you that extra edge but for some it, it can be very debilitating and can actually prevent them from performing at their best and getting into the flow so is this a thing that you would use as a tool or how would you work with someone that's going through this issue that's got performance anxiety well, if we, if we go to science, science tells us that having fear, which is anxiety in a way, and being excited activates the exact same part in the brain. So how often are we excited, but we misidentify it with fear? Huh. Ah. That's a new thing. For example, go in, go, uh, in a roller coaster. A lot of people say, ah, ah, I'll do it anyway. You've had one round and then you, you get out. What was I thinking? Let's go again, right? Yeah. What was I thinking most of the time is that excitement. But somewhere along the way, some people might have said to us, are you afraid to go in the roller coaster, honey? Oh, don't be afraid. But we were excited. So we just misidentified and misapplied it. The other okay. thing is that people often get the hint, you should defend from the world and put up a wall sometimes to just have them not go in. So the minute you go, for example, on stage and you have your wall up, well, they cannot go in, but you can also not come out. They cannot see who you truly are. So all the possibilities are kept into this box again. So if people are dealing with anxiety, I would say most of the time they're aware of this heavy, heavy room 
for example, you, we just referred to, all these energies of other people, if they lower their walls and barriers and they're like butt naked in a sense, things start <laughs> to melt. Things start to melt. You, get, you, just get, you become this heater and it, whether people want it or not, the audience will melt in a way. So you will sense a level of trust. And it takes courage to trust that when you lower your walls and barriers, that things will, ha- will change. Let's get to an interaction with two people. Let's say they're in the discussion and they just uh, 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 do that all the time. Most of the time, there's some wall somewhere along the way being a bit lifted, right? You don't get to each other when you have this wall up. The minute you say, okay, let's lower it, see if I get thrown over, then it melts, melts, and then there's a possibility in this discussion. We all know this. That's how it works. So when you are in a shop, buying something, having a a lady in front of you, taking your cash, being really in a bad mood, you can keep it up or you can lower it and say, have a nice day, see what happens in her world. And you can do the exact same thing with you when you're stuck. You can just say, have a nice day, be kind to yourself instead of, I do this wrong, I have this anxiety all the time. Now be kind and then allow your walls and barriers to drop. And it's not a difficult thing. All you have to do is okay, I ask now, please drop, please drop, please drop, please drop, and it's there. Mm-hmm. So if someone was just about to go on stage and you were their uh, vocal coach and they yeah. turned around to you and said, Danielle, I am about to, you know, I feel like awful. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm terrified. And I've got five minutes to prepare. Is there something that you could do in that moment? Because it's, I think it's probably occurred it's happened to a lot of us yeah. where just suddenly it's like, Oh, I didn't expect this. If yeah. in those five minutes, is there something you could do with someone? that? Would yeah, I would do? definitely ask, who are you being? Mm. So whose, whose point of view is it anyway? Is it your excitement or do you sense all these other people who also have to perform or the audience, maybe that's fucking excited and you take it on as your excitement. Cause we're so aware. We are so, so aware down the street and you see people and you say yeah well, I'd like to have breakfast with you no you never you oh you're nice buy <laughs> you flowers it's not a judgment it's just you're that fast you're just that fast or someone tells you something and you have this whole picture and then they say yeah it's exactly that so we're so aware of that so it's the same thing with going on stage so I would ask who are you being okay so everywhere you took on the point of view that you have to be anxious or that you have to be really fearful if you sense that adrenaline of excitement would you like to let go of that now and if there's and 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 then they say yeah but 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 if it would be that easy would you and they say yeah sure of course and then i do a clearing statement in my head or out loud depends on if people are know this access access consciousness or not and the clearing statement is a bunch of words that's like this magic wand you just say these words and they will get all the points of views that got stuck in your life along the way, they dissipate. And you, you uh, for example, open a door and then it's up to you whether to walk through it or not. And then there's like infinite doors behind it instead of that fixed point of view that you have to be anxious. And now we are two minutes later and see what happens. And if it's lighter, then I ask, is it lighter in your world? Is there something changed? And if they say yes, I say, good, acknowledge it. And then if something's still sticky, then I will ask another question. That's how I use this access consciousness. 
This uh, clearing statement, I find really interesting. What is this clearing? What What would you say for those people that don't know about clearing? Yeah, what yeah. clearing statement is basically, um, uh, like I said, this phrase that will, everywhere you um, create it, a fixed point of view that's not working for you, it eliminates it. Like planting a seed, you once at one time planted something that you thought would work, but it doesn't work. It could have right. been 18th century. doesn't have to be now. Yeah. And um, and it it and so it takes away that seed because sometimes people are just uh, bumping into that tree and saying yeah but I'm also always anxious that's how that's just who I be no that's not that's your point of view that's not who yeah. you be you're joyful that's your being you're not limited at all otherwise you wouldn't be here uh, and it takes away the 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 points of destruction where you basically did something to adapt to an, to someone. Oh, I will do this for you, so you will feel better. I will do this for you, so you will feel better. And in the end, you're like totally twisted yourself. And it's not that you don't have to, that you're not allowed to do anything for someone. It's just that the minute you do it against yourself, so you cut off your arms and legs, so to speak, for for someone or something else, well, that might might not be your best choice for you. But that's what the clearing statement is doing. So it takes every limitation that's in the way, it just dissipates. And it's wacky and it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love wacky. I mean, we're all artists, yeah. right? So yeah, right? <laughs> the yeah. more creative we can be and the exactly. more options we have, uh, possibilities, the better. Uh, yeah. And did you know that the original definition of weird is of spirit, fate and destiny? Now, how weird ah. would you like to be? <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, was there a moment when, uh, because you've explored so many paths, I mean, was there a moment when uh, with this work that, you know, the, the bell went ding and you went, ah, this makes so much sense to me. Or like a kind of a crossroads in a way where, where you, you came to this realization because it, it, it seems like something very important in your, your journey as, a, as an artist and a, a teacher. Yeah, like I said, I was, I was, I was uh, raised, like, just be you and everything will be all right. And then when I, st- when I went, to, went to study, because then I went, you know, uh, to another city, so I was not all the time with my parents, it, it occurred to me that that's not how people do it in life. That was normal for me, but that apparently it's not normal. You should, you should search for yourself or whatever. So that's, then things, then there was this small bell already. Hmm, maybe I have something to set into the world also here, because if it's so normal for me, but not for everyone... Why not live it? And well, uh, by living it, you know, uh, your smile will change the world. Like that thing, you know what I mean? It's just by living it, you 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 are a ripple effect for others also to be able to choose it. And then, um, obviously, I already said like uh, right after the conservatory, it was sometimes a little heavy. So I also read books about consciousness and you know, talking with people, collecting people in your world that were light instead of heavy. You know what I mean? And then. Um, at one point I just got a divorce. So I was really down in my world and I'm not the de- depressed kind of person. So I all, all, always saw this little strike of blue on the sky. I knew that w- I would get through it. And then, uh, someone gave me these access tools and then things started opening up. And then I thought, Oh, all these different things I've been into this, this, you know, presenting yourself, the voiceover stuff, the, the really the, the 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 beautiful work with voice, both as a vocal coach and as a singer, 
it's just all one thing that leads to the other all the time. And then I read a book and that's called Being You Changing the World by Dr. Dane here. And that totally opened up my world because I thought, see, I knew, I knew I'm not, I'm not stupid. I knew that this is possible. It's just one aha and lateness after the other. Like, oh, and it's, and the trust in you is such a way of ease in your world. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be wrong. You just be. Like Shakespeare said, it's in, it's in artist life everywhere. We all know this. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a really, really good point and a good phrase and thoughts process for people who are struggling, who are doubting themselves, as, as, as Michael was talking about, especially in this time, not really knowing how their future is going to unfold, especially as a live artist. I think if you're a singer that relies, if your income is relying on singing live, there's going to be a lot of anxiety that's going to start to build up because they're going to have to engage in new things. So, yeah. you know, people that are very experienced singers on stage and very confident and now going to have to try something new perhaps yeah. and, and yeah. embrace perhaps technology more than they normally would or engage with people in a different way and I think this is yeah. going to be really challenging so I think you've hit the nail on the head there by by saying stay you be you explore things as you and don't compare you, to others yeah if you start comparing to others you diminish you straight away what you could do however is acknowledge whom you find inspiring because yeah. the minute you are acknowledging he's inspiring, she's inspiring, get, get clear on what is it that is inspiring of them for you. Because yeah. the minute you are acknowledging something with someone, you already be it. Because otherwise you couldn't perceive it. So let's say Gregory Porter is an awesome singer. So what is it about him that you find so inspiring? Is it his way of being? Is it his voice? Is it da-da-da-da-da? Just... And it could be a writer, it could be a painter, it could be, I don't know, a statesman, it could be anyone. Yeah. Then yeah. you get clear on, on all the capacities you, you have available. Not only that one on stage, life is a, is a stage. Yes. So you can yeah. be anywhere with that. This is really interesting. Do you mind if I digress a little bit? <laughs> because <laughs> um, Welcome just, to my world. <laughs> It's excellent. But just talking to um, other colleagues from a coach's point of view, instead of always having people that are in your field of work uh, as inspiration, but but using other people from other fields of work, so maybe a chef, then mm. you, you learn how they motivate themselves, what what gets them to be creative. So it's other creative people, but what do they do uh, in, in their daily routine or in their life or what's inspired them or what helps them to create or be free enough and, and happy and content enough to create and not anxious. So I, I think this is... This is really great um, for, for singers as well to know that look for your inspiration in many places. I would say make a list of all these people and the minute you get stuck, look yeah. someone up, you know, find, yeah. uh, find a blog, find a painting, find this poem, find this uh, recipe and play with it so you can get the energy and acknowledge that you yourself are an inspiration to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. By smiling at someone down the street nowadays, if you smile and say, hello, it could lift up their whole world, especially now. Yeah. Because people are, are, have the sense they're separated, and that's one big lie, because we're, we're never separated. We're all one, anyways, yeah. for me, at least. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, 
uh, inspiration. You used this great yeah. phrase, by the way, I should pick up on earlier, an aha erlebnis, which I think yeah. is a eureka moment. That was moment. for Julie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we would call it a eureka moment. But you've, in terms of these inspiring steps, you made your own show, which yeah. you, uh, you explained in Dutch means naked or nude or kind yeah. of vulnerable, I suppose. Yeah. And could you tell us a bit about that and what what you wanted to put out to the world really with, with that, that concept and that statement? Yeah, well, the, the, the road to being on stage with it was actually the, the show in itself. It felt so vulnerable because like every artist, I was like, who the fuck would like to listen to this? Is this actually even interesting? Do I have to say, do I have something to say to these people here? Would they even listen to me? How are my lyrics? Is the music really good? Because, you know, I went to the conservatory, right? All these, mm-hmm. these voices. And I started to play with these voices. Also, the, um, the judgments people have placed in my world along the way that we're, you know, the, the compliments we tend to forget. But if people say, you're so then you, then you kind of uh, remember these things, like they stick even more. So I played with that. And since being a voiceover, I recorded all these things that we say to ourselves, and I played with that on stage. So it was this adventure to actually really opening up and really just stay there with clothes on, feeling more naked, because I've been playing in hair and I've, st- I've stood on stage naked. It was really different from being there in my own wow. show with clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point, I, uh, I have three daughters. I was sitting at the bed of my oldest daughter and I said, you know what? If it would be my final exam of the conservatory, I would, I would like to do it. But now I'm thinking of canceling it. And she said, why? I said, well, I'm not sure if people are, I don't know if it's, you know, good enough. Or then she said she shouldn't cancel. And then I thought, okay, if my daughter tells me I shouldn't cancel, I really should get my shit together here, close the back door and just go whatever, whatever it will bring up. So I was sweating to just be there and stand for what I created there. And that in itself was exactly the, um, the, the topic of the, of the whole show. So it was such a beautiful, like getting together all these elements like, yeah, preach what you, or how do you say it? Live what you preach? Practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. It was exactly that. So it was like reborn in a way. Whenever you're you, it's totally fine. However, whenever, whatever. Yeah. It's just fine who you are. So that was, uh, yeah, was awesome to do. And intense and everything. And that's the beauty of life. If you're, if you're, uh, allowing yourself to be present with that, nothing can go wrong because it's just what you be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, it goes it goes nicely back to to uh, as you've already said, um, being yourself and yeah. incorporating that into your show, which makes you unique because no one else is going to tackle it in the same way mm-hmm. as as, uh, exactly. as you will because uh, you haven't they haven't had your experiences and they haven't had your past <laughs> exactly so it's uh, it's capitalizing on that and really homing in i guess on on what makes you unique uh, or what your unique journey has been so far which yeah. i think really ties into a lot of things that you've been saying 
Um, Can I add one more thing? Because yeah. something was popping. Because you said you asked also for all the all the people that are at home now and you know seeing their career down the drain because they can just not be on stage because it's because it's they're not supposed to. If they find uh, for themselves what they do easiest in life, not only that's performing, but what are the other things they do easy and more ease than anyone they know. For example, they're brilliant at cooking or they're brilliant at facilitating people or they're brilliant in talking with people. If they start to acknowledge these capacities, they might recognize that they have so much more available to add in their lives as, you know, the things you do most easiest are the things that you tend to forget. Yeah. Because, you know, that's normal. That Everyone does that. No, not everyone does that. That makes you unique. So that's also a thing to to um, refer to for them and to um, have new openings in their worlds. I think, again, this is really interesting because we fear that we should have too many, the English saying, too many eggs in, in too many baskets. No, too many fingers in too many pies. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't put your eggs in all in one basket is what exactly. you're saying. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, in, it's important to keep those fingers in pies. Why not? Um, exactly. What advice would you give? What tools have you used to structure all those wonderful things that you're doing? So how do you structure your life so that you can manage all of these different things? The time of Yeah, but time things. is a lie. Time is a construct. We use it against us and it's so, so not true. So tell us a little bit about this. Well, if you're, if, like we have now, time yeah. flies because we're having fun. Sometimes <laughs> time, time uh, one second on stage being in your own show feels like an hour, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're like just... Uh, entering the stage um so time is a, is a construct let's say we have 900 years to live from now on what would you choose then so if you if you take off the time and the money because money is a lot of things also the issue with people if you take off time and money then what would be possible and then i ask of all the things that has to be accomplished in one day maybe i ask okay what first and you always know what has to be created first sometimes it's something that you you, you might have like a whole schedule for the day and then there comes this extra thing and you know, if I do this extra thing, the rest will flow easier. But you took on the point of view, no, I have to first finish my to-do list and then I can add that. What if that ain't true? So I would ask there, go beyond structure, go beyond control, go beyond form, go beyond definition, go beyond your own judgments, go beyond even, maybe you have to be lazy in the couch for an hour and be way more effective afterwards. We kind of took on the point of view also that we also have to always be effective, which is a lie. This is a good and point for those that burn out too quickly, I guess. Exactly. Are you burned out or are you bored out? It's also a nice question to ask yourself because what would you yeah. really like in life? Yeah. And then go back to when you were a child, when you were in a playground, then you first went on in the swing and then you maybe did some other exercises in the, in the playground and you never ask yourself, what should I do first and what's better than the other? You just did it. And, you, and then you played with your dolls or with your cars and then you threw them away and then you went to hike on the mountains and then you did a hide and seek. And, and maybe some, maybe some adults would have said to you, would you please come down and just finish first what you did and then do the other thing? It's never with kids like that. They're just, <laughs> they're chaos. So how much chaos can you add to your own life to be that playful again? Because we still are. We just took on the point of view that we have to Brain first instead of be first. Consciousness includes everything. It judges nothing. It's just what whatever works. 
It's not that yeah. it's not good. It's just, does it work? Could yeah. you go beyond that? Could, is there anything else possible there? Uh, so, uh, well, what's next for you then? Yeah. What's next for me? If anything were possible, you know what? I, I don't define as much as I did before. I just get the sense, like, we could do it now. Like, if anything would be possible now in these 10 seconds and we could change anything we like in life, what would it be? And then without fixing it, just get the energy. It lightens up, right? You get this, ooh, if anything would be possible and money wouldn't be the issue and time wouldn't be the issue, I wouldn't lose anything. Wow, then what? So for me, that would be reach more people. If I would have to be specific, reach even more people with this sense of possibility because I know there's, I can help people with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So bigger stage, asking a question and it universe delivers really fast. You don't have to believe in the universe because you are it. <laughs> yeah, and trust it. And then, uh, then what's next is whatever's light. So I'm, I'm asking for more gigs now and I'm singing at funerals and it's in Holland. It's, it's possible to do that. So mm. this Friday I'm singing in a funeral. Last week I was, the week before that. So actually the gigs are continuing, but just in another place than I would have thought maybe. Yeah. Do I get connection with people? Hell Yeah. They're hanging on your lips when you're in a funeral because it's so intense and opening up things also. So it's not heavy loaded. Yeah. Or um, doing my own podcast so you guys inspire me. Oh, yeah, that would be nice, you know. So that would be a nice thing to do. Uh, having uh, topics uh, about relationships because a lot of people bump into each other, colleagues, friends, whatever. So I'll do that. Uh, making a new show. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing duets now with people in Corona time, you know, each, everyone recording at home. And then, well, as soon as we, as, as we're allowed, we go out and make a concert. So just continue creating, writing, maybe writing a book. Uh, it would be nice living somewhere that's even more ah, yummy than here. Anything. Yeah. That's something that we can ask our listeners to, to consider uh, practicing is this uh, what else is possible or what would you like to do? Is that what you say? Can you formulate those questions that you said one yeah. more time? Yeah. So what else is possible is an awesome question to ask because you just yeah. open doors and stop figuring it out because then you get stuck because yeah. then you would example ask for French fries because you define that it has to be French fries, but the universe will gift you anything beyond your definition yeah. so that's nice so what else is possible and sh- shut up and just get the awareness <laughs> and then what are you good at that you haven't acknowledged yet write it down what are you good at what and, and if you don't know yourself ask your friends and ask the friends that have your back and don't judge you that's nice yes. then they will you know they yeah. will contribute to that then who is inspiring to you write down what is inspiring about them and then another thing would be nice what is it you really like to do Write that down. And whenever you have an off day, do something of that list. Something that always makes you happy. I always like to run. I always like to do yoga. I always like to chat with specific people that I know will open up to new possibilities. That will ask questions. I love to sing. So you could do that for yourself also. And that, well, there's a bunch of, oh yeah. One other thing that will be really helpful, I guess, for people is write down what you're grateful for in you in this corona time what's the gift in this that you haven't acknowledged yeah that's a very very it's a weird thing because a lot of people are not sensing that they sense that and you can still sense that what's the gift yeah 
Yeah, mm-hmm. especially as people have more time at the moment to be at home and to be reflective. So uh, yeah. these are these are very reflective questions. I think they're yeah. great, and I think they they open up a lot of possibilities <laughs> for you to think about. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting to ask questions and. Uh, in difficult times in a way I was just I was talking to a friend the other day um, just on the phone and and he said to me how are you how, how are you with the corona stuff and and I said okay it's really difficult it's this all this you know sad stuff on the news it's tough but then at the same time we both went but aren't you just enjoying like being at home just a little bit. And I, and I said, yeah, it's because, of course, we're, well, I'm in London. Julie's also in a, a, a big city. And the, the way that the, the atmosphere has changed, exactly. you know, things, exactly. are, things are peaceful. There are honestly so many animals. It's like the animals have taken over the streets. Exactly. I saw a whole have you family. heard all these birds before? Yeah. Have you seen this beautiful sky before? It's like, wow. I saw a family of foxes the other day, these little oh, baby foxes jumping up and awesome? down. And it was a bit like, you know, the hills are alive. I just thought, <laughs> exactly, exactly. this is so strange, even though, you you know, you can't really be out and about just hearing things like that. Or it's like little moments of uh, yeah, lightness, like you said, in your, your day. So and the, encouragement also, because if spring is just continuing, if nature is continuing, guess what? We're part of nature. Yes. I think to, to round up, I mean, it's been amazing. It's been such, such, such fun uh, chatting to you and such an inspiration. I like so. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've definitely noted a few things that I'm going to be doing for the rest of the day today. Awesome. Awesome. I doesn't <laughs> I get any better. I'm yeah. completely distracted. The rest of your person. life, Julie. The rest <laughs> of your life. That's the one. <laughs> so this question just popped in my mind, which was not something that we were even thinking about, but how would you like to be remembered Um, I would like people to um, perceive they're more fabulous than they would have thought. And the gratitude for you and your life, that's what I would like to um, set in motion. So if that's happening, then I'm happy. And it's not about me. What's your email or whatever you would prefer if someone wants to contact you to ask more? Yeah, they they sure can reach me. Uh, Daniela? at fabulousbeing.com. Okay, great. I'm going to actually ask, are there any books? To re- yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so Dr. Dane a- here. Dr. Dane here is Being You, Changing the World. Highly recommended. This is, okay. it, I'm re- rereading it all the time, all the time, all the time. So if you'd like to know more about Access Consciousness, you could go to accessconsciousness.com. Yeah. And he has a YouTube channel uh, with uh, over 300 videos with, all these tools that are really pragmatic. He's like this big little kid having no point of view. Um, and it's, it, it's free uh, of charge. You could also have a, um, uh, you know, a sign up for it. Um, he, he, he puts on new videos with tools. And this book has really changed my life. I, I think this is great for, for people listening, though, because, you know, the, the whole idea with this is that we are talking to really fascinating people and, and finding out what worked for them. Yeah. And, and you know, we want people to, to trust their own judgment and go out and research and explore. And just yeah. as, I mean, this is what the two of us are doing with this podcast is, you know, we want to learn stuff as well. So, really uh, cool. you know, people can go on and research themselves, get the book and 
Maybe a nice thing been. for the for the for the music people amongst us is Benjamin Zander. He's a conductor. He's from I think from UK. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think so. And he has these TED talks and also written a couple of books with his wife, who is a I think she's a psychologist. And they uh, have this new approach also about possibilities. His book's called Art of Possibilities. And it it for example, they have one thing. It's called Rule Number Six. And rule number six is don't take yourself so darn seriously. So if you, if you get one thing out of the book, that would be rule number six. So you could, you know, if, if a bunch of people know, oh yeah, rule number six, we could say to each other, Julie, remember rule, rule number six. And you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Was I going down that? Yeah. Okay. Exactly, right? It's just like having your, having your back, your own back and each other's by just opening up to, uh, to this sense of, there's something else available here. Did you notice? Oh yeah, got it. <laughs> so that's also in- inspiring for me. I, I was watching a very uh, on good old RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, they had a, a contestant. No, they they had they had fans coming on the show to be uh, to be made over as drag queens. And this woman had called her, her name. Official name was Janet the Planet. And and <laughs> you know RuPaul said to what. What, why is your name officially Janet the Planet? And she said, well, I just wanted a daily reminder not to take myself too seriously. So, so I changed my name. That is so awesome. It was brilliant. Yeah, that's really brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think that's such a great thing to remember. That's a like rule number six. You can judge yourself and actually it stops you from being creative and judgment yeah. is also very negative. Something to get out of that also is, is the gratitude that takes you out of judgment straight away. And you yeah. could also think of someone who never judge you. If you would commit a crime, they wouldn't even judge you. And if you look through their eyes at you while being creative then you will just relax because they don't have this point of view. It's yeah. you taking on this point of view about you. You're so, so brilliant and you haven't given yourself credit so for it. For it. And what if you could be that person really have gratitude for you? Yeah, I think, right, this is one thing we forget a lot. Yeah. We really do and not even aware of it and, and no. so judgmental, I think. You're right. And uh, yeah. If you would treat your dog like that, it would say, oh, Right. <laughs> yeah. And if you yeah. would treat a friend, they would say bye bye. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, thank you so much, Daniel. Yeah. It's been so such welcome. a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Likewise, to totally. Likewise. Really. Um, thank, thank you. Really, thank really you. Grateful for your time. Excellent. The Connected Singer. Thanks to all of you out there for listening to our podcast today. All information relating to our podcast and guests can be found on our Facebook page, The Connected Singer. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you have enjoyed this episode's podcast, we would really appreciate your support by subscribing and helping us to continue in creating a connected community of listeners and specialists connected to the field of singing and beyond. Take care of yourselves and each other and see you next time. Keep singing.